By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. There is a guy who will never get a modeling contract from Calvin Klein. <laughs> There's no Why? Way. I still don't understand. I Hold on a minute. I got a cough here. I like that song. Video is just weird. He's like hanging around in his tidy whities and he's got like a dad bod. Okay? Get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. He should not be hanging around in tidy whities in a dad bod. And he's not, I don't know if he's... Like spandex, like... Like, um, well, I don't speedos like spandage are a privilege, not a right. <laughs> right. I don't think he's a dad, and he's not that old of a guy. I think he's like, I think he's like like twenty six or twenty seven, stuff like that. Anyway, his video is, it's so weird. I still haven't figured out the video because he's hanging around a swimming pool in his underwear, not in a swimsuit, in his in his white underwear, and he's, shall we say, uh you now he's got some extra poundage he needs to lose. And I'm not, you know, once again. I can say those kind of things. I'm a guy who graduated from high school at 162. Let me guess. And two oh years gosh. later, I weighed 310. 310. I almost doubled in size in two years. So I can make those kind of comments. Okay, first off, 708, nasty road conditions out there. Uh, I just checked the uh, the radar. The snow has moved out of the area. Uh, matter of fact, there's, there might be some of it still over in Illinois, uh, but we don't have too many listeners over there unless they're listening online because our transmitter is in the Westplex. We have a geofence signal. And it doesn't go anywhere other than the Westplex, which is, and you know, if you can't, if you can't pick up our station, move, right? Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or get on your phone and, and uh, right, listen online. It. Uh, let me double check the radar one more time before I go on the line and say that. Yes, most of the snow has moved out of the St. Louis area right now. If you're heading um, on 70 to Indianapolis, you are going to have snow. Once you get into Illinois, you're going to have snow practically the entire way, all the way to Indy. But to the west of us, there's a couple small little uh, areas of snow that, you know, little very small little small little isolated storms to the southwest of us, like part of, you know, along the Kansas City, not, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the name, um, south of, of Interstate 70, like in the Jefferson City area. But other than that, we should be out of the snow. But it was freezing rain last night, and that laid down the base to what is underneath the snow in a lot of places, and there's terrible driving conditions out there. So be careful. We're not the biggest station. If we lose two listeners, we wouldn't have anybody listening anymore. It would just be me and Shelly talking to ourselves, right? And listening to the uh, podcast on Podcaster. Right, right. Okay. Uh, you heard the ad a couple minutes ago for uh, John Combest for his yes. book. I did. It was a good ad, actually. At the office, Shelly, on your yeah. desk is a signed, personally signed autograph copy signed to you. Oh, by John Combest? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Oh, John Combest, you're it, the best. It's sitting there on like, your desk. Like, for real. And I've read the book. Uh, once again, this is a guy, first off, you know, there's some people that you hear about and you go like, oh, that guy's a jerk. This guy is not. This guy is, hold on a minute. He is probably one of the nicest men you will ever meet. He's Smart, done. See. Funny. Now, you don't remember this. a good deal. You don't remember this. You turned me on to him. I did. 
Because you came back from some meeting, maybe it was a little black book meeting or something like that, and you say, hey, Brad, if you want to follow the politics of Missouri, there's a website you need to go check out. And I go, what's that? You go, johncombest.com. I go, what's that? It's this guy, John Combest, that's his name, yeah. C-O-M-B-E-S-T, every single day since sometimes in, in sometime in 2001, he updates the website every single day 365 every single day since nine, since 2001. Over 21 years, he updates the website with all the political news going on in the state of Missouri. I mean, it's amazing. You go on there and you you know he tells you what you know if you want and, and it's like it's like a the Drudge Report for the state of Missouri. If you want to find out what's going on with Governor Parson, if he was same someplace yesterday and did a presentation, it's there. You want to find out that that Bill Eigel. Uh, really feels bad about how he treated Brad, and he's going to essentially make me one oh, of is his. Was that when he had you um, <laughs> uh, escorted Dude, out? <laughs> you know what I found over the weekend? What? Can I tell you something? By sure. by accident, I'm going through my pictures. I'm looking for a picture like two or three years ago, and you know, you scroll back. I've got tens of thousands of pictures on my phone that I take. Yeah, I know you. And do. I found the video that I I got in trouble over. It was Bill Eigel's fundraiser where a bunch of uh, pro-abortion protesters were protesting outside. After I got thrown out of Bill Eigel's fundraiser, I go outside and I talk to these protesters. And they did a protester chant for me. And did little did I know that the state police, the Missouri Highway Patrol, took note of me and they were going to investigate me. Okay, I'm just doing my news guy. You know, I'm once again, Dr. Winter, you caused this whole problem he said, once you're a journalist, you're always a journalist, and you should always tell the stories that you see around you. You should always see, tell— he would be the one that you would want to go back and talk to. We hated it when he was in class. We hated his class. I mean, I mean, we hated his class. Just And that's fine and well, but— Just absolutely hated it. You have literally, since I've known you for the past 10 years, there has not come a time when you have not mentioned that man's name well, and how he affected you, whether it was good or bad. Do you remember— the night, and I won't say what it was about, but the night I gave my presentation to a group of people, and like three or four people came up to me afterwards. And yes, said, yes, I do. he was my professor too. You're exactly right. He's probably one of the most influential people I've ever had class with. He was just in your face. I mean, literally I think that you in your face. Talk about that. He would sit in your desk in class, and he'd come up and he'd stick his nose two inches away from your nose, and he'd yell at you. He'd yell at you. It was like, okay. It was like if Isn't have, that called a certain method teaching method? <laughs> it's called the kick your kick people in the face. It's like one of my favorite all time movies. It's called the Craddock method. <laughs> Back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. There's uh-huh. there's there's a yeah. scene in there, a classroom scene with Sam Kennison, who is the professor. And oh, oh my god. Sam Kennison. Sam Kennison. There's a guy who died way too early. Way, way oh my too God. early. Sam Kennison. If you, he was a But hoop. see, the problem with Sam Kennison is he couldn't be a comic anymore because he's not politically correct. You know, he just, he, his whole... Comics don't have to be politically oh correct my God. anymore, do they? Yes, they do. Yes, they, they do. They do? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're censoring comics now? Of course. I mean, what a bunch of malarkey! Jerry Seinfeld talks about the fact that no comics can do can do uh, they can't do uh, colleges anymore. Comics, what uh, up and coming com- comics used to book the college tour. They would go and perform at colleges. 
They don't book him anymore because of the fact that everything they say, people are going to say, he's, he's a fascist, he's a racist, blah, 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 blah. You know, if, if, he, if he tells a story about a black guy, oh, he's a racist. If he tells a story about a Jewish guy. This is guy, like oh. Demolition Man. <laughs> Once again, this is what's happened to our college you campuses. Know, have you seen Demolition Man? No, I've never seen that movie. Is that, is that Sylvester Stallone? No, I've never seen it. No. Well, but see. And the three seashells. See, once again, this is how things have changed in college. Okay, oh, university. This is why you should not go to, to college, boys and girls. Listen to Uncle Brad, Brad. Please don't do that. No, because it used to be. Please stop. It used to be a platform, or it used to be a vehicle for to being exposed to all sorts of diverse views. You know, all sorts of diverse views. That's what college was about. It's not just getting your degree and walking into a place. Hey, here's my here's my sheepskin. How much can I make? You know, I'm, you know, hire me. I mean, to a certain extent, that's still the way it is. But but once again, because it's good to be papered. Here we go. I say it's a waste of time, but that's a whole other story. Okay, Whatevs. but the point being is it's very that sexy when a man is college papered. used to be a place where you heard diverse. In input, diverse views, diverse ideas on things. And once again, it's turned into this crazy, weird, you know, indoctrination that, you know, men are terrible, uh, that you may be, you may be a man, but you really are a cocoon or you're something, you're a raccoon, you're a, you're a, you're a, a furry animal. And, you know, I mean, and, and, and the government's terrible and Donald Trump is, is, is the devil incarnate. And don't ever say anything that's that has any kind of right-leaning, uh, you know, tendencies. If you come on campus like, like you know, the 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 Ben, what's the Ben Shapiro kind of guys, we're going to protest and throw you off campus because you're not saying the right kind of stuff. We're going to bring Antifa and we're going to throw you in and kick you and throw paint on you because we can't, uh, you know, we can't let you talk because you don't you don't mimic our appeal, you know, our feelings. That's college nowadays. You know, and and we will call you George. Well, and you know, and it gets it's a, you know, what gets me about this is, it's gotten so expensive. And why is and see see once again, there's a thing where you know there's a side there's the saying that says knowledge is power. I that was years ago. I've lived my life like that. That is abs- that. that's absolutely positively wrong because after the case, the most powerful people would be the college professors because they're the smartest people. Right, knowledge is power. The college professors are probably the least powerful people because what do they do? They sit in their little cocoon and they they write papers and they you know and they give weird stories, you know, weird tests and stuff like that, and they indoctrinate you into how you should feel about life and blah 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 blah. You know, n- application of knowledge is power. That's the key phrase. Application of knowledge is power. Well, I've always said um, application. No, look, uh-huh. look at look. I've at- always heard that knowledge is power, but. You know, in that said, you know, I have this little autoimmune disease right. and I don't really need to know about it. Right. But going by that knowledge is power thing, you know, stance, I would want to know every little detail. Yeah, but, but you're, you're talking. But I, I don't. I, I have lived my life but not knowing every little detail. That's a little different. You're not going Why? out. You're not going out and trying to make money. Or you could. You you know, with the, your situation, you could go out and you know and teach about wh- how it's in, in what your your cir- circumstances are impacted your life. My my point is application of knowledge. Look at the people. Elon Musk, very smart guy. He applies his knowledge and look what's got. Look what he's got. He's got SpaceX. He's SpaceX. He's got Tesla. Okay. Bill Gates. You know, once again, application of knowledge is power. Bill Gates dropped out of college. You know, he's a billionaire. And Bill Gates, I'm just so sick and tired of listening to Bill Gates. 
you know, Why? Oh, Where it, are you listening to Matt? I don't. He pops up and he's he's at the World Economic Forum. He's telling how we're terrible people. We're all going to die because of the fact that blah, 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 blah. You know, okay, Bill. You know, I mean, you know, your problem is, dude, you're hanging around with Jeffrey Epstein. That's your problem. Your problem is. Uh, what? Didn't you know this? Stop it. No, no, seriously. That's part Seriously, of the, stop. That's period, part of the reason he got divorced. Who? Bill Gates. Oh. His wife caught him messing around with all these women with Jeffrey Epstein. He'd go to Jeffrey Epstein's private private island, and he'd you know. He'd have, shall we say, rendezvous with young women. Yeah, we get it, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow. But see, see, the problem is when you get too much money, wow, then you go weirdo. You know what I mean? I mean, it's better to be broke because when you're broke, you know, you're not, you're not, you're okay. People with absorbent amounts of money sometimes, for the most part, are really, really odd and they have issues. Especially if they've either got a large amount of it in a, in a short amount of time or they grew up with it. And funny. by the way, something happened yes. over the weekend. Should I talk about this where you get mad at me? <laughs> what this time? The LBB. No, we're we're going to not talk about that. Why is that? Brad? You stunted my growth, Shelly, and someone else took my idea and are running with it. Oh, shut up. As a matter of fact, he'll be on here Wednesday morning at 7.30 to talk about it. Do what? He'll be on here Wednesday morning at 7.30 to talk about it. Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, just okay. talk about it, but don't be too don't be too much you where I would just want to throat punch you. Okay. Serious note. Video two videos come out on Friday. First off, this Paul Pelosi video. Have you seen this? Really? <laughs> Have you seen it? No. It is so weird. It's just so weird. It's, oh, that's okay. Yeah, it's the yeah. body cam video of the night he got hit by this nut bag in the head with a hammer. Okay, uh-huh. the body and see what's interesting about it is everything we've heard, most everything we heard about the whole deal has not been true. And the bizarre part of it is this guy from NBC got fired or, or laid off from NBC because he, someone he knew that worked for the police department or the attorney's office or whatever, saw the video and told him what the video was about. And except for one thing. He got it exactly right, and they took him off the air. They scrubbed the report off of NBC News. The video starts out, if you've ever seen it, the video starts out. It's body cam video. Cop walks up, walks up to the door, knocks on the door, and the door opens. Paul Pelosi opens the door. This is Nancy Pelosi's husband. And he opens the door, and he's standing there in, like, a shirt and shorts, barefoot, and there's a guy next to him, and they're holding hands, or at least looks like they're holding hands. It's sort of weird. And the guy, you know, the bad dude is on his right. If you're looking at the frame from the cop's perspective, it's on the left. And you see the cop point his flashlight at the hands and then the hammer in the dude in the nutbag's hand. And they talk back. They talk and they talk back and forth for a couple seconds. And the cop says something about, you know, hey, man, drop the hammer, drop the hammer. And then the, the song. then the door opens further, and Paul Pelosi has a drink in his hand. Like, looks like a plastic cup, like almost like a clear or translucent Dixie cup kind of thing. Looks like it's got ice in it the whole bit. I'm going like, 
okay, this is just too weird. I mean, it's just weird, bizarre. You know, two men, one guy's 82, the other guy's 42. They're standing in front of the door, the cop's standing there, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this nutbag roundhouse comes over the top. He's got, you know, he's on he's on the Paul Pelosi's right. He's holding the hammer in his right hand. He comes over the top of his body and whacks Paul Pelosi in the head with his hammer. And Paul Pelosi goes down, and the cop just goes, you know, goes from zero to a thousand miles an hour like that. I'm thinking to myself, man, this guy should get some kind of a, you know, a, you know, a, you know, rec- you know, commendation. And he yells, "OS, OS!" And he jumps in, and they, and Paul Pelosi falls to the right of the door in the hallway. You see him just, and he's motionless. And the cop is on top. You can't see a lot because it's a body camera, but he's like trying to get. The guy's hands, this nutbag's hands, we get him in the handcuffs, and he's trying to hit his two-way. A couple, He hits it once, and he doesn't say anything. Then he hits his two-way. While he's still struggling with this guy, you know, he's asking for, you know, backup, backup, code three, you know, which means, you know, lights and siren the whole bit right away. Then he's yelling at the guy, you know, hands, MF, hands, MF, show me your hands, MF, you know, blah, 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 blah. They finally get him in handcuffs. Boom, the video ends. It's so weird. It's like, okay. What in the world is this? And it's so bizarre because you see the two guys standing there like, hey, yeah, we're just here. We're just hanging out. I, you know, Paul Pelosi, I got a drink in my hand. Yeah, yeah, we're just having a nice chat. And this nutbag has got my arm and he's holding a hammer in his right hand. It's just bizarre. And then the bizarre part of this, over the weekend, this nutbag calls up one of the TV stations in, in San Francisco and talks to him on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it's terrible. I, and you know what the crazy thing about this is? This De Pape or whatever his name is. He's not an American citizen. He's from Canada. Now, once again, I don't think he has a green card. I don't think he has any legal right here to be in the United States. You know, Canadians can come in, you know, as a tourist and stuff like that, but you can't live here unless you get a green card. You know, but so so once again, if somebody would have said, hey, Mr. DePape, whatever his name is, DePepe, you know, dude, you're a Canadian citizen. You've overstayed. You're welcome. We're going to put you on a plane. We're taking you back to, to Saskatchewan where you belong. No. And once again, what's this guy doing? He gets government aid. He's a homeless dude. He hangs around. He gets money from the government. Take those non-citizens and throw them out of the country. Every last one of them. Even my grandfather. Throw them out of the country. My grandfather and my father's side, illegal immigrant. How about that? Just think. This is like this is like. There's a lot of first generation illegal immigrants here. Back to the future. If they, if the the uh, ice would have caught my grandfather and thrown him back to Russia, I would have never been here. My dad would never be here. No. Isn't that weird? I don't know if that's necessarily. <clears throat> yeah, accurate. it's the same thing. Huh? Throw my grandfather out of the country when he was a young man, snuck in the United States when he was like 16 years old. Throw him out of here, man. My dad wouldn't have been born. I wouldn't have been born. Isn't that weird? Back to the future. Think about it. It's the whole movie. If things would have turned out differently, good old Marty wouldn't have been around. Marty would have been, you know, remember Marty starting to fade? You know, I feel like that some days. Some days it's like I just start to like fade, you know, and I just become sort of translucent. You ever had one of those days before? And I've had, that's because people say to me, I can see right through you. And I go, that's because I'm Marty. I'm translucent. I do have days that I feel like I'm blended into the background. Yes. <laughs> okay. And next break. Were you supposed to 
Was I supposed to say something else? No. Next break, we'll talk about the okay. Memphis thing. And once again, if you did you see that video? What what? The Memphis, the they released the five cops ultimately killing that guy? No, I did not watch oh that video. Oh my god. I mean, it's hor- you can't almost can't look at it. It's terrible. But yet guess what? Which is why I didn't look at it. Guess what Cory Bush came out and said? What's that? <laughs> if five black cops beating up a black guy, okay? Five black cops beating up a black guy, okay? She called it white supremacy. Now, explain that to me. Can you explain that to me? Five, I cannot. Five black guys beating up a black guy, five black cops beating up a black guy. How is that white supremacy? I don't understand. Oh, she's got an explanation, and we'll tell that explanation next. You ready? Sure. Can you think of any explanation that would make any sense? Be specific. That would be like that would be like if if two women got into a fight and huh. one woman beat the other woman up and someone said, "Well, that's just sexist." Well, no, no then they there'd be hair pulling <laughs> no, and but, name but, calling no, and cat scratching. No, <laughs> no but the whole thing aren't and then they there both? There would be you know like tumbleweave everywhere. No. Okay. Let, no, let's, no. let's take let's take a look at those words. Racist means you're you are uh, uh, discriminating against someone who is not your race. Sexist means you're discriminating against someone who's not your sex. Ageism means you're discriminating against someone who's not your age. In other words, if you're a young person and you 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 say you hate all and the old, you old people, that's ageist. And that's older than you that clearly could have given birth to you, possibly your grandkids. Yeah. And then um yeah, they talk to you like, didn't you know this? Ooh, and I'm just thinking, you know what? I am so sorry that our reality is getting in the way of your job. Pardon me, but do you have any gray poop on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Excuse me, do you have any gray poop on? No, I'm sorry I don't. Well, then I don't want to talk to you. It's 728. It is BS.show. Smartest woman in the world. Just ask me if I was saying Paul Pelosi did something wrong. No, on the contrary. I just think the whole thing's weird. I mean, you know, I mean, if you listen to the 911 call, it's weird as well, too. You don't, you know what I'm talking about? You didn't listen to that either, did you? Hello, Shelly? No, I did not. Oh, okay. You're there. The whole, yeah, I'm here. The whole thing is just bizarre. You're so, um, I don't know, Butthead? so impatient. You know what, Shelly, over the weekend, you know what she said to me? She called me up and she was congratulating me about something. She called me up and she says, hey, Brad. I go, yes, yeah, Shelly. She says, congratulations, Butthead. <laughs> you just had to get that in, didn't you? <laughs> it's one of my favorites. John, you pretty much have been thinking about that all weekend, have John you? Kennedy, what a classic. Google may have to lay off up to 25 members of Congress. That's how bad it'll be. <laughs> yes, that Google, is hilarious. Google's going to lay off the members of Congress, which is true. Okay. Uh, weather's still bad out there. It's nasty. If you don't know what happened last night, there was like a like freezing rain and then snow on top of it. So guess what? It's not like it was last week where we had the snowmageddon where the junk was like, you know, sludge fest and it was really easy to drive around. It's not easy to drive this morning, especially if you park your car outside. It'll take you a while to get off that ice off your dash bar, off your windshield and stuff like that. So be careful out there. We're not the biggest radio station. If we lost three listeners, we'd lose the two we had and the one we were trying to get. So think about it that way, right? Okay, so the video comes out. They released the video, and they released it like 6 o'clock 
from Memphis because they didn't want to have it during the day because they thought it'd be better release it at night. I don't quite understand that reasoning, but that's what they did. You see the video. There's body camera video. There's camera. I think it's like a traffic cam video they have of these five black cops beating the living daylights out of this black guy. I mean, just beating the crap out of him. And it's like, it's hard to watch. And if you know the story, he dies a couple days later. Okay. Now, did he run? You know, once again, supposedly they pulled him over for something and he took off and they got him again or something like that. You know, once again, not good. You know, and I'm not going to say it was his fault, but, it, you know, what happened to him should never have happened to him. But what's interesting about this is I heard a guy over the weekend say a lot of these incidents come after these people try to flee. And if you're a cop and you pull somebody over and they try to get away from you, let's use our simple basic psychiatry and say our psychology and say uh they're up to something if they're trying to get away right you know what i'm saying Uh uh-huh if the cops pull you over and you've done nothing and you get out of your car and you know or you don't get out of your car and the guy comes up to your window and essentially says do you know why i pulled you over and you said no well i saw you you got know who i am you got a bs dot show bumper sticker on and we don't allow those here in st charles county no (laughs) that's not what they say <laughs> they they say, you know, once again, it's human interaction. Think about it for a minute. You go to to Mickey D's. You walk up to the counter and you say, the first thing out of your mind is, you better not give me any of those cold hamburgers. The person behind the counter is going to go like, okay, here comes a butthead, right? I mean, you've sort of left yourself into the fact that it's going to be confrontational. But if you go up to the counter and say, hey, how you doing? Hey, you know what? I'd like to have one of your great, tasty burgers. Can you get me one of those? The person behind him is going to say, yes. And how about some of those crispy golden brown French fries? Oh, that's a great idea. Give me some of those. And how about a nice soda? Do you have Pepsi products here? No, we have Coca-Cola products. Well, I'm leaving. I hate this place. No, that's not the way it should go. (laughs) You're still just... (laughs) pouting <laughs> yes because because i was in culver's yesterday and it's coke products i used to go to culver's god i'd have that great butter burger and those well done french fries and then i'd go up to make my drink and i'd have half mountain dew half diet pepsi you can't do it anymore it's stupid coca-cola anyway no the point being is you elicit the responses you want from people that's brad's dime store psychology let me say it again you elicit the responses you want from people. If you want somebody to be mad at you, go up and, and insult them. You know, you go to Schnooks and you That's say... That's not always necessarily the case. It's almost always the case. No, you do not. For somebody to be mean to you, plus, trust me when I tell you, you don't necessarily have to do something that is... No, but what I'm saying you is... You know, you don't necessarily have to be a tool to make that happen. You elicit the responses you want, Okay. If you, if you want somebody to be nice to you, be nice to them. If you want somebody to be a butthead to, to you, be a butthead to them. And if you want somebody, you know, who's obnoxious to go away, like, hey, remember we Don't had... Don't do, do it. Remember we had the test where I say, as a man, you can't say nice things to women. And I went to our chamber meeting and I complimented women. I got in trouble for it. Remember that? Because... That's you, because... I said the wrong thing, right? What did I say? We had this discussion before. What did I say? You said you look very attractive today. And what's wrong with that? Brad, what did I tell you to say? 
Hey, baby, you, what's hey, happening? No, that's, <laughs> stop it. I told you to say you look very nice today. Looking attractive and looking nice are two different things. So if two guys come up to you and one guy says, hey, Shelly, you look nice today. You're going to go, thank you. And another guy comes up to you and says, hey, Shelly, you're going to look, you look attractive today. You're going to punch him? Hey, you can't see, can't see I'm attractive. You can't see No, that. no, I wouldn't do that. But um, let me just Get your dog's barking zap again. my dog. <laughs> zap. <laughs> she's got her, she's got her taser. <laughs> I do have a taser. She's got a little button that makes his I collar do. go. It, it does this ultrasound, ultrasonic thing. Do you have one of those? Be sure to shut them dogs up. Do you really have one of those things? I do. <laughs> and it makes them go nuts because it's like. It's, it's it's an ultrasonic frequency. Oh, my God. That we can't hear, but they can. <laughs> That's like when Nancy Pelosi talks, right? <laughs> and and the one dog must have been trained to come whenever that's he, he was a working dog. So he actually came, comes to you when he when he feels that or hears that. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. The other so, one just doesn't really care. So go back to what I was saying: is you elicit the response you want from other people. I. I just, you don't agree with that. I'm sorry. You don't agree with that. I do to some to some extent, well, but, but I also. But see, you don't. Um, let's go back to let's go back to the police stop. Okay, so. I'm I'm the the guy in the car. You're the police officer. Okay, you walk up to my window and I look at you. And go, hey, you stupid cop! Why'd you pull me over? You you you, you what is I getting in your way? The way to the donut shop? And what are you gonna do? You're okay, gonna okay. So you're talking about something completely different that I'm talking about. No, but that it's all basic human interaction. It's all basic human interaction. If I'm nice to you, then chances are, you know, and what what they talk about? They talk about the whole thing now de-escalation. Okay. If someone comes in, you know, like, let's go to the McDonald's thing again. If someone comes in and says, and says, you know, you walk in the door, hey, I want one of your hamburgers, but don't give me one of those crusty old ones that's been under the heat lamp for two hours. You're going to say, sir, we don't do that anymore. We now, when you walk in the door, that's when we put the patty on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, the what do you call the fryer the belt. Whatever, on whatever, wherever they cook it. That's where we put the patty on it. Really? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, when you say you want French fries and you want them fresh, man, we'll make them fresh for you. I mean, matter of fact, I'm going to go out in the back. We've got some potato plants going on in the back. I'm going to go out, pick a couple of potatoes. I'm going to slice them up, put them in the fryer for you, and that's how fresh they're going to be. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm going to have some. <laughs> no, but. What is that word? No, but, but think about it for a minute. If you go into a store and someone's like not in the best mood, guess what? You're not going to be the best mood either. You're at, a, you're at a restaurant, and the waiter or waitress comes up, and you go, hey, hey, we're glad you're here at at, at Donkey Kong's restaurant. You know, uh, boy, you know what? You people look sort of thirsty. I bet you you could really good go for a nice, tall, frosty one. And you're going to say, wow, that's a great idea. I, I would like a nice, tall, frosty one, right? But instead, if they came up to your table and go like, you know what? I get off in 20 minutes. Can you make it quick? Can I get your food, and can I get the hell out of here? And you better tip me well. Guess what? You're going to go like, well, this is going to be bad, right? Yes, but that's still not what I'm talking about. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> uh, uh, 
<laughs> By the way, I didn't make my point about I'm bouncing all over the place. You are. You're like a bouncer today. Corey Bush came out and said the reason the black cops who beat the, the five black Memphis cops beat the, the other black dude up was because they're racist, because they were trained by white people. I'm going, okay, here we go. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what's wrong with this world? Yes. I'm a white guy. That's what's wrong with this world. But you're pretty fly for a white guy. Everything is wrong because I'm a white guy. But I'm not a white guy. I have to pull my sheet when I'm here. I am. I'm putting it up to my arm. I'm going to double check. Yep, I'm still Mocha Java. I am code number uh, 2004-7B. I'm not a white guy. I'm a Mocha Java guy. I'm a BIPOC. Which is funny because you don't drink Mocha or Java. (laughs) I don't. It's just my skin color. I'm a BIPOC. I'm a uh, you know a BIPOC. What the hell is that? You don't know what BIPOC is? Oh man, you don't listen to KWMU, do you? They, they, no, they, I don't. They use I that term about Westplex 107.1. Yeah, if you listen to KWMU, they they on NPR they use it about 22 times an hour. BIPOC is. Are you ready for this? Black Indigenous People of Color. That's a BIPOC. So if you're black, uh-huh. you're indigenous, if you're an Indian and not from the country India, and you're a POC, people of color, you're like Latino, you're Asian, or you're Brad because you're Mocha Java. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, you lost me. What's that? You lost me. <laughs> I'm BIPOC. I'm a BIPOC. I'm a person of color. I'm Mocha Java. I'm not a white dude. I'm a, I'm a, I'm Mocha Java. I don't know what your intent is for that, but you've been saying it for quite some time. My intent is it's stupid because of the fact that we're all different. You're white. I'm white. No, we're not. We're all different. We're all, we got different brains. We got different, you know, how in the world can the cops trick, track <laughs> us? No, seriously. How can the I cops. I don't think the world could handle another brain like mine. Think of DNA for a minute. Each and every one of us is absolutely positively different. Okay. The reason that they can find people who committed crime, like the whole deal with this Idaho dude, you know, who they, you know, allegedly killed the four people. By the way, have you heard this bizarre, weird story about that? I, I read this over the weekend. I thought to myself, am I reading this right? This is so weird. One of the girl's moms, okay, let's get this straight. One of the girls who was murdered, okay, her mother got arrested for drugs in Idaho for sell for fel- felony drugs. I don't know what she was selling or using or something like. Okay. At the same time, this no, girl no, no, got no, no, murdered? no, no. Before, beforehand. Okay. Oh, okay. Once again, let me get this straight. This is this takes a little bit. You know, you gotta sort of mince this through your mind. I mean, not saying you, but everybody, because it's to the point. I okay. Before the four people were murdered, one of the girls' mothers got arrested for felony and was charged with a felony drug offense. I don't know what it was, if she was selling, if she's using, whatever. Okay, so she was being represented by a public defender. Okay, you with me so far? It's one of the girls before she was murdered. Her mother was arrested by, I believe, the, the local police there in Moscow, Idaho. I believe it's the same police department. Was arrested for felony drug charges and she was an assigned a public defender. The public okay. defender dropped her case to take the case of the Coburg guy. Of the what? The guy who is allegedly murdered the four girls, the three girls and the and the, the, the boy. Okay. So 
she dropped the client, in other words, the girl's mother, she was representing the girl's mother as a public defender. When the murder trial, when they got this this weirdo, Koberger, what's his name? Brian Koberger, Koberg, whatever his name is. When they brought him back to Idaho to be tried, she essentially withdrew representation from the girl's mother for the felony drug charges and is now defending the the girl's murderer, our alleged murderer. Is that weird or what? I think that's illegal. Well, it's just and the and I think that um, the mother. I, mean, I don't know. And the the mother. I don't know what the in, in complete and total. Um, well, the reason this got front front and center is the mother is now saying, "Okay, hold on a minute. My public defender dropped me to defend the alleged murderer of my daughter." I mean, what's wrong with this picture? And Actually, I'm, and I'm going like, I think that's illegal. <laughs> I'm going like, because I'm, you can't do that. Well, you can't if you've worked on someone, you know, on someone's case. You and we've experienced this. That firm, no matter what. Yeah, but she's not with a law firm. She's a public defender. It's different. She's not a. She's not with a firm. She's she works for. Depending upon the public defenders in various states are are handled different ways. In the state of Missouri, they're they're handled by the by a state organization. I believe in some areas they're actually handled by public defenders specifically to certain counties or things like that. Once again, it depends on on the state. Missouri, oh, it's, okay. Missouri, the public defenders work for the state. They're a state employee and they get a Missouri state paycheck and they're they you know they're they're governed by by um, the public defender's office out of Jefferson City that's who that's who runs them but like then you have pu- you have federal public defenders as well too which are hired by the federal government to defend people who are charged with federal crimes like you know if mm-hmm. they're charged with like a federal murder case or something like that and then you have the federal uh traffic officers who are still trying to chase down Shelley but their cars won't go fast enough they're trying to get for <laughs> please <laughs> Those cars would pass me in a New York minute. <laughs> boss, boss, yes, Sergeant Smith. Boss, can we get those new police cars to go faster? We keep chasing this woman. The one with the NOS? <laughs> we, yeah, we keep chasing this woman in St. Charles County. We can never catch her. She's driving this, this really fancy Lincoln Continental or some kind of car like that. It's really fancy, and we can't ever catch up to her. Okay, we'll get those new police interceptor cars. We'll get that woman. We'll nail her. We'll give her a ticket. And we understand that, that she got, we know who she is because because our brother in arms up there in Iowa, they took a picture of her and sent her a, 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 a ticket in the mail. Oh, okay. We know who she is now. Okay. We'll get her. Oh, it's that girl. <laughs> okay. It's 749. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's the special Shelly mix. Did you hear that? <laughs> Yes, I did, and I swear that still sounds like you. It's not me. Seven fifty-five. It does not sound like me, Brad. Well, we know who's going to the Super Bowl. It's interesting. If you watched that game last night, I listened to it a little bit on the radio. Uh, interesting thing is, last year it was for the AFC Championship. It was Cincinnati against Kansas City, and last year Cincinnati won with a field goal in the final seconds of the game. Last night it was the exact same two teams: Philadelphia, excuse me, uh, Cincinnati and Kansas City. And only this time, Kansas City won with a field goal in the last few seconds. It's like, God, this is so weird. So they're going to the Super Bowl. It's Philadelphia and Kansas City. Now, there's this bizarre story. There's this guy who has been this huge 
like icon of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he dresses up as a as a, he has a wolf costume, and he has like a Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, jersey on. Okay, and he's there, and he's do does all sorts of chants, and he's you know getting the crowd you know whipped up, sort of like the towel guy for the Blues. You know what I'm talking about? But this guy yeah, dresses as a wolf. Okay, so he's he's this big icon. Kansas City's at every game, and in fact, he's at the away games. He travels all over the country, shows up at the games. You know, root on the Kansas City Chiefs. He's there at Arrowhead Stadium for Kansas City Chiefs. All of a sudden, he's not there anymore. You know why he's not there anymore? No. He's in jail. He's a bank robber. Oh, he's okay. A, he's a robber. Why? He's a bank robber. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> like, for real. Interesting. Yes. The guy, the guy is, is, is a bank robber or some kind of robber or something like that. And matter of fact, the story is this actually made it into the, believe it or not, in the New York Times because of the fact that the article starts off. Kansas City fans worried when I can't read it. Kansas City fans worried when one of their team's most recognizable supporters didn't show up for a game. When he turned up in a Tulsa jail, they wondered why if they wondered if they'd known him at all. And he's like, and when he go to these away games, he'd rob on the way there. He needs some money. I need some money for a hotel. I just rob someplace. I go and rob it. You know, I got money. Wow. I go to see. <laughs> That really is interesting to me. Actually. Why is it interesting? I have no let's, idea. Let's see if I can find the guy's I mean, name. He's, KC. He's basically doing something that clearly is his life's choice, not the bank robbery, but the other, and um, yeah. with the team. Here, here, here's the story. Uh, this is in um, – here, here, they call him uh, – here, this article is written December 20th. Internet sleuthing led to an amazing discovery on Monday when Chiefs fan learns that at, Chief, at Chiefsaholic, a fan f- known for wearing a full-body wolf costume to games robbed a bank while traveling to Houston to watch his team play the Texans. <laughs> Shaking my head. He's going down to root on the Chiefs in Texas and all the way down to Houston. He just decides to rob a bank. The entire, here, get this. Uh, the entire incident unfolded on Monday among Chiefs fans on Twitter. After Chiefsaholic was absent during Kansas City's overtime win against Houston on Sunday, fans were concerned something had happened to the superfan. Normally an avid tweeter, he hadn't said anything since December 16th when he tweeted when he retweeted a motivational Steve Harvey quote. Fans said about trying to find out what happened to Chiefsaholic, making sure he was okay during his absence. Turns out for, it was for a very good reason. The Twitter account was silent over the weekend because the man was under the wolf mask. Xavier... Budabar, his name is B U Babar Xavier Z A X A V I R B A B U D R. Is that a giant Babudar. flying elephant? Babudar Xavier Babudar, that's his name, uh, was arrested for armed robbery of a bank on Friday morning. <laughs> An inmate information search for the Tulsa County Jails confirmed the above arrest record with local news in Bixby, Oklahoma, reporting on the armed robbery, which occurred on Friday. This means that everything is lining up with the fans' theories that Chief Saholic was traveling from Kansas City, Houston for the game and decided to rob a bank along the way. Yeah, I just think I'll just stop by here. Perhaps this was a spur-of-the-moment decision to get some extra spending money for the weekend, but there's evidence there's a pattern of behavior from Boobadar, and now people are learning about his fairly extensive rap sheet. Yeah, well, Boobadar needs to say goodbye because (laughs) it is not 7.59. As of Tuesday morning, the account is still silent, presumably either because of the arrest or now the shame of the entire family. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) He's robbing banks on the way to the Chiefs game. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Right. You got to get you got the sports fix, man. You just got to do what you got to do to get that sports what fix. What if you make more money doing that <laughs> or standing on the corner asking for dollar bills? I think you'd be more make more money robbing banks, okay? And I don't you condone think? I don't condone that because you might be stealing my $2 that's in the bank. Okay, say goodbye, Shelly. Goodbye, Shelly. 759. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.